and welcome to this edition of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. This is the program where we talk about the news of the week, the events of our often bizarre lives, and where we provide you with a three-hour oasis of rationality in the desert of insanity, which is the American cultural and political landscape. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. I'm getting used to... um, experiencing Father's Day in a whole new way that I never expected, Leah Brandon. Now that my uh, daughter is four years old, never thought that uh, this would be old hat, but it's still fun to uh, have your daughter wake you up and say, uh, hey, Daddy, happy Father's Day. So that was cool. It's so sweet, isn't it? Well, (laughs) at this age, you know, we'll see how long that lasts. But it was a good Father's Day for me. I know Father's Day is also an interesting day for you since uh, you come from a unique situation, having been adopted and then having found your natural father later on in life. That's right. And uh, you actually posted a um, a very touching poem that you wrote about your natural (laughs) father on Facebook. Have you put it on Twitter as well? I have not put it on Twitter. Will you? Should I should I send it to Twitter? (laughs) Sure. I mean, that way I can retweet it and the people who follow us on Twitter during the program can uh, check it out because it's certainly worth. Uh, the watch. It's a little long to play on the program, but uh, it is. But um, I think people should check it out either on your Facebook page or or your Twitter page. And anyway, uh, Happy Father's Day to everybody. Uh, obviously, part of um, the Father's Day tradition for a lot of people is the U.S. Open golf tournament. I remember it was a year ago today, Father's Day, that you and I were live on the air broadcasting the very end of the U.S. Open golf tournament because it was on the we West were. Coast. Mm-hmm. And we were broadcasting Dustin Johnson three-putting the 18th hole to miss out on a playoff and lose to Jordan Spieth, which I was very thrilled about because I, I adore Jordan you, Spieth. It, it's like the battle of good and evil. It was the good battle of good and evil because Jordan Spieth is my daughter's <laughs> true love. I Somehow I've been able to – I can't get my daughter to do anything. I can't take her, get her to take a bath. I can't take her get her to go to the bathroom. I, she doesn't like the panties I pick out for her. She does nothing. <laughs> but somehow, some way, I have – to this point, at least of right now, I've convinced her that Jordan Spieth is her true love, and, uh, and she is destined to marry him, I, I believe, as his second marriage, but I'll take that. Um, but her mom, as we've said numerous times in this program, is vetoing because Jordan Speed is too old and already balding. But but regardless, I love Jordan. Hair Spieth. is overrated, though. Well, yeah, he's got he's got a lot of things that overcome the lock the lack the lack <laughs> and loss of hair. Um, but regardless, I was thrilled that Jordan Speed won. I despise Dustin Johnson for a whole series of reasons, mostly because. Well, my gosh, well, it's, it's character. Actually, How about that? Well, I was, I was, I was just going to start listing that. I'm thinking if I go into this deeply, we're, we're going to go so far past break. But here, here's the, the checklist. All right. First of all, first of all, not that this would be unforgivable. The guy is dumb as a box of rocks. He, I mean, he actually. That's not a crime. I know it's not a crime, but I don't like it, especially from a golfer. Golfers are supposed to be a little bit more intelligent. I mean, he looks and acts like a gorilla, like like an ape. Um, and and that, that actually, by the way, proves that that phrase is not racist because he's a white guy. He's an ape, Dustin Johnson, and he hits the golf ball like an ape. He's an amazing golfer, uh, but he's dumb as hell. Uh, he also failed numerous drug tests and then lied yes. about it. And it, by That's the way, right. it, it, it's, it's worse than this because in the media, in the golf media is so pathetic, they won't call him on this. But one of the reasons why it was important, it's not just that he screwed up his own career two years ago and had to take a leave of absence. He missed the U.S. Ryder Cup team. 
because he failed drug tests, and then he refused to admit that that's what happened. So he screws the country and then lies about it because he doesn't want to admit that he failed drug tests, but that's absolutely what happened. There are also rumors that he's screwed around with other tour players' wives. I can't confirm that, but they're pretty prevalent rumors. Uh, He's currently engaged uh, to Paulina Gretzky, the daughter of Wayne Gretzky and Janet Jones, uh, who, uh, frankly... I mean, she's she's hot, I guess, or at least was. Uh, you know, she's got a kid now, even though they're not married, technically. The marriage got called off because of this whole drug thing. Uh, apparently, Wayne Gretzky put the kibosh on that, rightfully so. Interestingly, I didn't see Wayne Gretzky at the U.S. Open today. But anyway, as I, as I, <laughs> if I get too deeply into this, we're, as I said, we're going to go way too past uh, the first break. So Dustin Johnson won today. Uh, the U.S. Open, and what the media, of course, is they love this. This is a new star. He's got, you know, young demographic pizzazz because of Pauline right. Gretzky. Oh, yes. you, uh, you know, she's walking around in her skin-tight, way, way too short body skirt. That What the hell are you doing with a, with a little kid running around where you got to bend over all day and you're wearing that thing on a golf course? Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, as you It's can not tell, about practicality. It's I, about looks. Yeah, well, I'm sure there were a lot of guys following Pauline Gretzky around who are very happy to have had the rear view, uh, if you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I digress. I clearly do not like this guy. And he was involved in not one, but two massive controversies in the final round today, one of which is going to be completely lost because, as we know, the news media is filled with a bunch of... And so more than one thing at a time is too complex for them. Uh, yeah, especially sports media. Right, oh sports media are complete morons, and golf media is, you know, they're a bunch of sycophants, they're wimps, they're they're idiots, uh, cowards. It's a, cowards. Yeah, yes, thank you, thank you for mentioning cowards. They're just horrible, horrible people. I know, I know a lot of them personally, and um, there's no worse media than golf media. It's it's just utterly pathetic. Uh, I mean, they, they make what Sean Hannity has done to Donald Trump seem like real hardcore journalism. That's the golf media, <laughs> and so um, anyway. They're going to all talk about whether or not uh, he should have been assessed a penalty for his ball moving on the putting green on the fifth hole. Now, Uh this is an interesting debate because all the players are wrong. All the media is wrong. Um, Dustin Johnson. What did he do? What's the controversy? I'm going to bear, you know, this gets too into golf, okay? But rules actually are supposed to matter. And it's a stupid rule, and it's a stupid circumstance. It obviously has nothing to do with who's the best golfer. But the reality is that when you tap your putter next to the ball, and the ball moves at all. That's a stroke. That's a stroke. Well, yeah. that's what Dustin Johnson did. Now, he did not. Whoops. Now, everyone on Twitter is attacking me, including, by the way, a PGA Tour pro and I, minutes before the show started, DA Points, most well-known for having won the Pebble Beach Pro-Am with Bill Murray as his partner. Uh, he and I have been arguing over this, uh, and I can't believe how many players are wrong. There's and, no argument. Well, there, there shouldn't be, and here's the proof of it, which I said to DA, and you know, the show started, so I don't know if he's responded or not, but here's the proof. I said, DA, all right. Let's let's pretend next time your ball hangs on the lip, you know, because that happens often, right? Use the ball. You remember what yes. happened with Tiger Woods at the Masters several yes. years ago, and it fell in. What happens the next time, Da, when your ball hangs on the lip, and you just go up to it and you put your putter not behind the ball, but just to the side and tap it once or twice, and the ball happens to drop in? What's That's gonna happen? What's gonna <laughs> happen then, Da? 
Now, he hasn't responded to that because I don't think there is a response. There is no, because these morons, they're all thinking about this through their, the prism of their own self-interest. And they don't realize that if this doesn't happen in a vacuum. You've got rules have a purpose. Now, this one has a very little purpose, but there is a purpose to it, which I just illustrated. Much more disturbing was the fact that on the 10th hole, Dustin Johnson got one of the most fortuitous and bogus drops I've ever seen in my life. He hit the ball way left into a deep patch of rough. He could barely advance the ball from. He said he couldn't. He needed a drop because his line of sight to the hole was impaired by a TV tower. Okay, fine. But when they yeah. took the drop into perfect short grass, like a couple yards away, he went right over the same TV tower. And, 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 <laughs> he wants to go. What's going That's on? That's funny. Uh, Sorry, that was me. What? What was that all about? I thought. I thought Grace... Well, I tell you what. If you have a website open, I hate these commercials that oh. start automatically. Right. And that's I'm what sorry, it was. sorry to sorry. distract you from your internet web browsing uh, no, 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 with, no. The pro, with the start Excuse of the program. Me. Anyway, here, here's here's the bottom line. All right, so Dustin Johnson lied. Now, this is a white lie. He lied to the official to get that drop by claiming that his line, that where he was intending to play was blocked by the tower. He had no intention of going at the hole. He could not have gone at the hole because his lie was too bad because he would not have been able to reach the green and his ball would have gone into a giant ditch. So... That was a white lie, but what do you expect from a guy who lied about failing drug tests uh, and, and has never been called out on it? Uh, I think he actually lied a little bit about what happened on the putting green because originally the reason why he didn't get penalized at first was because he told the rules official that he had done nothing to move the ball. Well, it seems pretty clear to me that even though he did very, very little, he's the reason why the ball moved. And yes, a, and, there's and a, you know it when it happens. Yes, you do. Um, now, they, they changed the rule recently, which I can understand why an idiot like Dustin Johnson would get a little confused. Because he thought, I think, that if you didn't put the putter head directly behind the ball, you can't be responsible. But that's not true. That's not the rule. Anyway, bottom line, here's the bottom line. This is why this matters. A box of rocks who uh, is a lying dirtbag... Uh, got incredibly lucky, uh, almost cheated, and is now being hailed as a hero. Literally, Fox Sports referred to him as an American hero. Oh, my god! This is our standard for American hero now because he's a celebrity, hits the ball far, he's got a hot celebrity wife or girlfriend or or fiancé, whatever the heck she is, uh, baby mama. And so that's all that matters now. Big enough celebrity. Was Jordan Spieth an American hero? Absolutely. We've gone in one year from a guy who is a model citizen who hangs out with his um, sister who's got Down syndrome and to uh, Dustin Johnson, lying, cheating, drug-using scumbag whose fiancé is walking around trying to keep her skirt from showing her privates. Uh, right, that, that, but I'm asking if the golf uh, media hailed Jordan Spieth. Yeah, a little bit. Sure, they okay. did. Okay. Sure. Then but, okay. But they're not the it's, it's, they're, they're not even the same. They're not remotely the same. I mean, it's like No, I understand. I that. mean, it's No, please. <laughs> don't don't even go there. All right. All right. We we are way as I predicted, we're way past break. Um I will not I, even though I could talk for 3 hours about what happened in the US Open, I promise I will not. In fact, we will get to the other news of the week when we return on the John and Leah show. 
If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow, and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And uh, America has been holding out for a hero, Leah Brandon. I guess we found him. His name is Dustin Johnson, according to Fox <laughs> Sports. We, a true he American is. hero. Yes. He's everything that this country and golf was once thought to be. Not, but that's what we are today. You know what? It's actually classic. It's classic 2016 that Dustin Johnson now passes for an American hero because that's the world we now live in. Celebrities, Absolutely. everything. He's everything we've become. It's everything we've become. So be big, be celebrity, hit it far, make lots of money, date the hot chick. Doesn't matter if you have no character. In fact, it's great. Be a you scoundrel. Get, if you lie and get away with it, whoa, wow. Yes. <laughs> that's fantastic. Way to go, dude. I mean, this, and, and it's disgusting. I mean, because golf was supposed to be different, and unfortunately, uh, it's proving that it's not. And by the way, um, DA points on Twitter, the PJ Tour Pro, I'm going to fight with over this uh, ruling that uh, the USGA got correct although they blew it from a PR standpoint, has changed the subject. So that means I know oh. I'm right. I know I know I'm right. He, he's telling me I'm being silly, and I'm just trying to stir things up, but he can't answer my question. DA, next time the ball's hanging on the lip, why don't you tap your putter down next to the ball and see how the tour officials react to that? See what happens. Good luck with that, DA points. Oh, uh, I'm going to have to follow this fight. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> by the, yeah, please do. Um, by the way, it's a good one. Check it out on my Twitter feed, uh, Zygmunt Freud. By the way, um, since we have a moment because I went too far and too was too obsessed with the U.S. Open in the first segment. We're going to get to the um, week's news and the start of the next segment. I do want to welcome a brand new station to the John yes. and Leah Show Fold. Uh, we have our 23rd station. This one is in the Washington st- in, in Washington State in the Seattle area of Washington State. News Radio 560 KPQ. Uh, thanks uh. for uh, joining the. Um, the bandwagon, if you want. I don't know if it's really a bandwagon, but 23 stations is pretty good in a year and a half that the John and Leah show has existed. If you want to check out each and every one of those 23 stations and how to listen to them online, just go to our website, which is www.freespeechbroadcasting. That's freespeechbroadcasting.com. All right, when we come back, I promise enough of the golf, enough of the U.S. Open and USJ rules fiascos. We'll get to the news of the week and what we've learned specifically this week about the Orlando shootings and what really did and did not happen on the John and Leah show on the free speech broadcasting network. 
If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And this is the program where our primary duty each and every week is to review the news of the week. And obviously last Sunday, the big news throughout this country and really throughout the world was the massacre in Orlando. And as we said, Leah, we pretty much presumed that much of what we thought we knew Last Sunday would not be all that relevant a week from uh, last Sunday because that's the way these stories tend to evolve. We have learned exactly. we have learned an awful lot more about uh, the circumstances surrounding the Orlando massacre. So why don't you up- update us on that? Okay. Uh, this week, the most disturbing information that we found out about the terrorist Omar Mateen was that he was already on the radar of the FBI twice and cleared both times. Mateen was turned in by his co-workers in 2013 for expressing Islamic terrorist views, including approval for jihad. The FBI investigated and found out that he'd broken no laws and so therefore was cleared. The following year, he was investigated again after the FBI learned that he was friends with a suicide bomber that and attended the same mosque. The FBI determined that they weren't close enough friends, so case closed. Now, two months before the Orlando terrorist attack, Mateen had tried to purchase body armor and more than 1,000 rounds of ammo from a gun store. That gun store also called the authorities. And last week, Zig talked about the terrorist father, who's an Afghani immigrant. He also has a cable TV show on which he claims allegiance to Afghanistan and supports the Taliban. That's a terrorist organization. Now, he claims he knew nothing about this attack. The terrorist wife is now the focus of a grand jury convening to decide whether to charge her, because the facts do seem to bear out that she had some prior knowledge. Florida Governor Rick Scott, who was not called by the president after this massacre, is now denouncing the president's call yet again, blaming everything on gun control. The Second Amendment didn't kill, didn't kill any of these individuals. Evil killed them. ISIS killed them. Radical Islam killed them. We've had the Second Amendment for over 200 years. 
We are not, we are not doing enough to destroy ISIS. We need, we need a president that's going to say, my number one job right, right now is on top of you to turn this economy around is destroy ISIS. And 49 people were killed, 53 injured in that attack. All right. Now, I, I don't feel like we're any closer to a definitive personality sketch or, or a motive determination than we were seven days ago. Although, Leanne, you're obviously free to disagree with me. I'm still sticking with my initial gut reaction, which is that I think this was a hodgepodge of circumstances that had as much to do with mental illness as anything. One of the things you did not mention is that it appears as if the terrorist, the killer, I don't like using his name, I know you don't either, uh, but that, that the person who committed the, these horrible, heinous acts and, and, and killed all these people was apparently using a gay app, had been to this gay nightclub on several occasions, uh, and so therefore that raises the question, well, was this an internal conflict? Was he gay somehow or hated the fact yeah, that I'm he not was buying that at a hun- and, I'm not buying that and, even a bit. And why not? Because it's just, I believe, because his wife took him to that place, mm-hmm. I believe it's all been uh, working up, to, you know, casing the joint, checking it out, uh, getting up the courage, getting up the nerve. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't believe it. I think it's too convenient. Well, you also have to factor in that there are stories now that this guy, even as a kid, as a young child, well before radicalization could have had any impact on this was showing signs of being very disturbed that he had that throughout his life uh, people have thought him to be disturbed including his his first wife again I, I think you're somehow portraying this and I'm defending the guy I'm not in any way shape or form I'm trying to figure out how and why this happened there's part of me that feels like and I, and I know you're going to hate the way I'm going to phrase this so I'm prepared for your reaction. But there's <laughs> there's part of me that feels like that ISIS was little more to this guy than in the motivation for doing these killings than Jody Foster was for John Hinckley shooting Ronald Reagan. Do you, do you, okay, I'm not saying that there isn't some kind of mental thing going on here, but look at his father. Right. Okay. That is a huge influence. Uh huh. Um, but this but- guy, you know, was reported by his coworkers because he's so into this Islamic terrorism. By the way, they were accused of being bigoted and racist. I look. I get that there are signs here of political correctness having curtailed the investigation. However, yes. I'm also somebody who despises 2020 hindsight. I, I, I think it's really easy right now to say, "Well, that's the moment you should have known." And as far as the dad, see, this is interesting. See, this is very interesting because you know Donald Trump went after the dad in his speech, and it sounded good to a lot of people. You know, he's pro-Taliban, and you know he should never have been allowed into this country. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. First of all, not that this makes that much difference, but but ISIS and the Taliban are nowhere near a line. In fact, they're enemies. That's number one. But more importantly than that, what was the circumstance when the father came to this country in the 1980s with regard to the Taliban? Well, the uh, quote-unquote escaping? The, the Reagan administration was, if not pro-Taliban, was certainly working with People who were part of the Taliban. Now, there's a lot of argument. There's a huge historical argument. Was Reagan pro-Taliban, anti-Taliban? But there's no question that there were people, leadership of what we now know to be the Taliban, 
who were working with the Reagan administration. So when he, when the father came here, Taliban wasn't considered to be horrible. So what, what seems like a, a sure sign of, oh, this is a bad dude and he's pro-terrorist, anti-U.S., now, back when he came here, wasn't. And so all I'm looking for is some consistency. He still, he still supports them, and they're not what they were how many years ago? Well, no, what my point purely, though, is about hindsight being 2020, and, and, and frankly, revisionist. Revisionist 2020 really bugs me because it, it, Trump's trying to make the argument that if we stopped immigration from Muslim countries, Middle Eastern countries, and that implying this guy, his dad, should never have been allowed in because he's pro-Taliban, well, wait a minute. He came here in the 80s. And, and that was not a that wasn't a cross them off the list situation in the eighties. In fact, that we might have that might have been a positive in the eighties, depending on who was making the decisions. So, but he still claims allegiance to Afghanistan. Right. In fact, okay, but, he wants to be like you know whatever. All right, but, but that's not illegal in a in a free country. No, it's not. But you know, I, I tell you, I I'm with Donald Trump on this. I know you are. Any, I totally believe uh-huh. that we need to shut it down uh-huh. from those countries until we can get a handle well, on it. Well, by the way, as I said at the time— if he when, was never here, this would never have happened. But there was no basis to keep him out at the no, time. No, I know that. But what I'm saying is, if he was never here, it would never uh, have happened. That's, I hate that kind of 2020 hindsight. But look, well, but, but look here, here's, the, here's the situation uh, with, with regard to Trump. Um, when he first came out for the total Muslim ban, my first reaction was, why couldn't you just say from certain countries? Because it would have be effectively the same thing, and therefore it wouldn't necessarily be racial. If you if right. you said we're going to ban immigration from this country, this country, this Correct. country, then it's not a race thing, and it actually makes some sense. But that's not what Trump originally said. He said ban all Muslim immigration, which is, by the way, not just completely impractical. I mean, how do you do that? I mean, someone says they're not Muslim. What do you do? I mean, it's, it's, it's absurd. It's, you know, it's just flat out ridiculous. But (laughs) but so Trump has, you know, gone back, uh, you know, he changes his position on everything almost every single day. So it's not a surprise that he has walked at least part of that back. And then this week, I think his position is a little bit more rational. I'll get to his reaction and Hillary's and what's that, what that is doing to the uh, political side of this whole equation a little bit later on. But with regard to how we respond to this, and see, this is where I get so conflicted and so frustrated because I see a lot of people on our side of the equation, and maybe you're one of them, Leah Brandon, and Trump is clearly one of them based upon statements he even made today. This idea that once you are a suspected terrorist, that you can have rights taken away from you in this country, like if you're on the no-fly list, you can't buy a gun, which Trump indicated he would be in favor of under certain circumstances today, that bugs me because you're now giving the government the power to take away your rights based on nothing but suspicion. or even Well, more... that no-fly list is really hinky. <laughs> well, that's what I'm not, that's what, that was my second point. Not only are you allowing the government to take away rights based on nothing but suspicion, you're also allowing the government to take away rights based on incompetence. Yes. Because people get on the list all the time by accident, and they can't get off. And so this really gives me the heebie-jeebies. That we are in response to something which, by the way, would not have saved anyone's life 
Not, there's no evidence at all that this would have said because he wasn't on the no-fly list. He wasn't. Correct. He, so, so on what basis would this have stopped Orlando? So because Orlando causes so much understandable pain, we have to do something that's going to not do any good, wouldn't have stopped this, and would, I believe, be a loophole through which the government could take away all of our rights. Because once the government is allowed to make a subjective decision with no evidence, with no due process... Then guess what? They'll take your rights away simply for being unpopular. Something right. I know a little I bit think, about. Something no, I know a lot about. So I think what could have stopped this is if he stayed on the radar. Well, look, I I do. And the mosque. Hello. I, I have no problem with the FBI getting more scrutiny uh, than they currently have gotten from the Thank news you. media. Uh, you know, the FBI but they director, won't get it. FBI you director Comey claims that you know he doesn't think they could have done anything differently. I, I'm not there yet. It certainly seems to me, you know, as I've said numerous times in this segment, I despise 2020 hindsight. But it does seem as if there were a lot of red flags. But I just want to make it clear. <laughs> it doesn't appear at all that this was an ISIS attack. I personally believe that he used ISIS as a vehicle through his for his mental illness to act out on on his insanities. That's what I think happened. Now, does that absolve ISIS? No. I mean, in fact, it shows how dangerous ISIS is because ISIS doesn't have to do anything. All they have to do is put out the word, and if they find it, a, a nut job happens to see it on the Internet and, and get enticed, 50 people die. I, I mean, so that that's really depressing. That shows how, how screwed we really are here. Now, speaking of this whole story, there's always the media angle, and I want to tackle that when we return on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow, and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Zickler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And we're reviewing the big story of uh, really last week, but it obviously uh, dominated this week, which was the massacre in Orlando. And whenever you have a story this big, the news media is sure to blow in this day and age their role in all of it. And, of course, very predictably, the news media did. They focused almost all of their attention on guns and, of course, the homosexual angle of this story. Now, I don't think that it's inappropriate to discuss those angles. Clearly, they both are relevant, but it's really dominated almost all of the mainstream news media coverage. 
certainly much more than the issue of Islamic radicalism and terrorism has, right. because that's what fits the news media's agenda. It, and don't forget it was Donald Trump's rhetoric, you know, that's what's inciting a lot of this, too, according to the president. <laughs> So, I, know, I didn't see a lot keep of that, that in but mind. I, okay, fine. I, I I I didn't see a lot of that, but I'll take your word for it. Oh, um, it happens. Okay, well, <laughs> clearly though, um, when it comes to agendas, nobody has a uh, a more obvious agenda on it comes to homosexuality than Anderson Cooper on CNN. And Anderson Cooper is, you know, he's a talented guy. Uh, there are certainly a lot worse on cable television than him, but he's openly gay. And boy, did he not even try to hide it uh, in the coverage of this particular story. And it got totally out of hand when he interviewed the Republican Attorney General of Florida, Pam Bondi, Mm -hmm. and tried to make her look like a hypocrite because she was trying to support the victims of a massacre. Why? Because she had the gall to support the Constitution of the state of Florida, which at the time defined marriages between one man and one woman. Here's part of a conversation that went viral everywhere, almost entirely pro-Anderson Cooper when it should not have been. The hotline that, that you've been talking about on television, which allows family members and spouses of the dead to get information, uh, yes. which is incredibly important, and, and I appreciate you talking about it on the air, had there been no gay marriage, had there been no same-sex marriage, you do realize that spouses, there would be no spouses, that boyfriends and girlfriends of the dead would not be able to get information and would not be able to probably even visit in the hospital here. Well, so isn't the, there a, a sick irony in that? Well, yeah, and let me tell you something. Let me take it a step farther. Um, people aren't, right now, who are partners and aren't married um, officially, aren't able to get information. So we're trying to assist them in getting information. Because early but isn't on, isn't there a sick irony that people. you, for years, were fighting the, that very idea? I was defending the Constitution of what's over 69% of the voters right. within the Constitution. But the, you know, the courts, the federal court said that's not the Constitution, right. and you continued and to fight it. No, that's why we rushed it to get it to the U.S. Supreme Court well, because we needed finality. Before the Supreme Court, there was a federal judge, and you continued to fight it after the federal judge ruled. And in fact, you spent hundreds of thousands of dollars of taxpayer money well, Anderson, fighting it. we rushed to get it to the Supreme Court. You know what today's about? Human beings. Today's right. about victims. It's about gay and lesbian here. victims. It sure is. Right. LGBT right. victims. I'm just wondering, it's about, is it hypocritical to, to portray yourself as a champion of the gay community? When I'm, I'm just reflecting what I'm a lot not, of gay people have told me, they don't see you as Anderson, that. Anderson, I'm not portraying myself as anything other than trying to help human beings right. who have lost their lives, who are right behind us right now in hospital beds, who have family members who aren't getting the services they need. Yeah. That was outrageous on so many levels as an alleged journalist, Anderson Cooper there. Uh, The reality is that this woman was doing her job. She was doing it properly. There's nothing remotely hypocritical. And this is what the left does. Somehow, if you're not pro-gay marriage, and by the way, it's not even an issue of being pro-gay marriage. Her job is to uphold the constitution of the state. It's not even her decision. Okay? She had no choice. But if somehow you do anything, anything that's anti-gay marriage or even perceived as anti-gay marriage, you're not allowed to be supportive of victims of a massacre at a gay bar? Apparently not. What? Here's the analogy. This is how outrageous it is. And, of course, you will never, ever 
hear anybody in the news media say this because Anderson Cooper has universal protection, one, because he's a celebrity, two, because he's gay. So you're not allowed to question him on this issue. But can you imagine, Leah Brandon, if somehow, some way, someone got to Anderson Cooper's position despite being a prominent member of the NRA, (laughs) right? And they tried to take down somebody on the opposite side of this story as a news anchor the way Anderson Cooper did with the Attorney General of Florida. Can you imagine? They'd be fired. Oh, they would be instantly fired because there would be no media protection of that person. They, they would, everyone would immediately descend on them uh, as if they were a murderer. I mean, worse than a murderer. They would have no protection at all. And it's almost exactly the same thing. Anderson Cooper has no business reporting on this story in this way. I mean, I mean, he should be, we're living in this bizarro world where someone who shouldn't even be allowed to be reporting on it feels perfectly free to eschew all journalistic ethics and attack somebody irrationally when that's not their role. That is yeah, not- and you know, that was not the time or place to do anything like that either. That was in very poor taste. But he gets no blowback. None. In fact, he's gotten- Enormous praise. Way to go, Anderson. Way to hold their feet to the fire. Way not to back off. By the way, the next thing that happened in that clip is he, because he, he I think he got his ass kicked in, in that debate, for lack of a better term, but he actually resorts to saying, well, you've never tweeted about Gay Pride Month. Uh, it's unreal. So, I know. So therefore, ergo, because you've never tweeted about Gay Pride You're Month. a hater. You You're must, a hater. You must be anti-gay and lesbian. That's the <laughs> incredibly bizarro world in which we now live. And that, by the way, it's not just infuriating. It has an enormous impact because everybody else in the news media sees the same thing. So these yes. people, which we've always talked about, is their number one job every day is to keep the gig. Keep the gig. So they know that instantaneously there is no risk at all in wrapping yourself in whatever the pro-gay side is. And it doesn't matter if it's rational. It doesn't matter if it's factual. It doesn't matter what ethics are stamped on journalistically, not that those matter anymore. All that matters is you're on the right side. And so everyone praises Anderson Cooper when it should have been a career destroyer. He should have been at least suspended for that, especially because he happens to be gay and therefore... As my analogy with the NRA member uh, implies, he's obviously inherently biased. He's got a massive conflict of interest. That's why he's mentioning, well, the gay people I've talked to don't like you. So therefore, there must be something wrong with you. What? What? This is the world we have. Yes, but his network thinks he's the perfect person to cover this. Unbelievable. Hour number two, lots to come on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. 